every morning. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. It's uh, 7.45. Earlier, you may have heard I put Chantal on the spot where she had to tell me what she makes of uh, Warren Buffett's investment strategy from the information that you've, uh, I suppose, gathered over the years and some of the interviews you may have seen. What do you make of Mr. Buffett? So, I mean, he's a very quotable man. And um, that is why it's actually so easy to answer this question because you know exactly what his investment strategy is. It is to buy wonderful businesses at fair prices. Um, So his track record has been exceptionally strong. Um, More recently, not so much. But the recent underperformance could be attributed to, I think, two things. Uh, Firstly, the lack of tech exposure. And secondly, some very specific issues facing the consumer staples environment globally, um, as well as in North America in particular. And you mentioned Kraft Heinz um, as a business there. Uh, That business is very exposed to processed foods. Uh, Processed foods are going out of fashion as we know and even though it is still in high demand in the US it certainly doesn't have the kind of uh, traction that it used to have and the runway for growth isn't nearly as significant as it would have been 10 or 20 years ago the other the other consumer staple is Coca-Cola that is owned by Berkshire Hathaway or a big chunk of Coca-Cola. We have seen li- almost no volume growth in that business over the last few years. And even though they've been able to improve revenues and margins to a certain extent, sugary beverages really isn't the future of um, of liquid consumption in my view. So the strategy makes sense because it is meant to protect investors from buying value traps. Um, and by his own admission, his uh, first acquisition or big acquisition of uh, Berkshire Textiles was such a value trap. And I think one just needs to be careful that even though even though Coca-Cola and Kraft Heinz may have been value or wonderful businesses at fair prices at the time that he bought it, the environment may have changed to an extent where these businesses are no longer wonderful and no longer enjoy structural support. I'm sure that this is something that he is looking into. Um, And one of the things that I think um, they could also try and explore a little bit more is maybe breaking the rule of don't invest in something you don't understand. Um, I'm actually a big proponent of only investing things you understand if you don't understand it go and do the work and make sure that you do and he's often said that about the technology space Um, but i think that once he um puts in the time to to really look at a company like alphabet i think he will find a wonderful business um, at a pretty fair price so perhaps diversifying a little bit into high growth space but i mean i'm not giving warren buffett advice so that is that is not what i'm trying to do here <laughs> this is uh this is just simply kind of my observations from from the last year it's so fascinating so you were talking about uh, sugary beverages and you just brought to my mind um Hewlett Tongard and what happened on Friday. Wow. Yes. So um, they guided for headline earnings per share to fall by 250%. So this was a combination of two things. So firstly, you, well, three things really. So you've had a problem with sugar demand um, in South Africa and in Mozambique in particular. Um, You've also had a problem with pricing because imports have been quite, quite significant. So those kind of, uh, 
frontline businesses have come under a lot of pressure. Apart from that, because they expect pricing to remain quite weak and demand to remain quite weak, they revalued their biological assets, which is basically their sugarcane. So they took a massive hit on their income statement um, as a result of that. We're not sure what how big that hit is, but yeah. to my mind, that's the main reason why they're making a loss. And then the third thing is they have all these these like all this amazing land um, around Umschlange that they no longer utilize for growing sugarcane. Mm. And they've been selling it over the last decade or so, and they've been making a lot of money, but demand for land um, seems to have fallen off a cliff a little bit. And they've been unable to get the kinds of prices that they want, so they haven't concluded any land deals. So yeah, just a, a, a very um, a kind of negative trading statement from, from Tonga Hewlett probably led by uh, a structural decline in sugar. Yeah. You may be onto something about this uh, tech thing. And the reason I say that is I just remembered that yesterday uh, there was an announcement that Indra Noy, who used to be the chief executive of Pepsi, she's joined the board of Amazon. Okay. And uh, so they've elected her as a director, and she's also been obviously appointed to its audit committee. But she isn't the only one from the beverage side moving into the tech side. Starbucks chief um, operating officer, uh, Rosalind Brewer, she's joined the board of Amazon. So it's very interesting how you have everybody who's in the beverage side moving to the tech side. And it's something that I'm going to keep an eye on. They may be onto something here. That's yeah, happening. It seems like it's consumer. It, it stays consumer facing, but perhaps they're moving on to a more new way of, of looking at the consumer as opposed to the old way of looking at the consumer. Yeah. Let me put you on the spot again. Uh, we'll play a fun game. Tell me something you that you learned yesterday that well, that, you know, today that you didn't know yesterday at this time at 750. Um, okay, so at 7.50 yesterday, um, let's think about this. I'll have to look <laughs> at what what came out on, on Sands yesterday. That's where I learn most of, um, that's where I get most of my info from. So at 7.50 yesterday, let's see. Um, I think Sassel results were already out, so okay. I already knew what was going on there. I did not know yes. how big the problem was in UK retail until I saw Hammerson's results. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it it looked like there were pockets of strength in UK yeah. retail. But after looking at Hammerson's results, Hammerson, arguably one of the higher quality uh, kind of uh, retail property owners in the UK, um, it seemed as if everything from the high end through to their value offering came under pressure. So um, Brexit having quite a big impact and the UK retail space looking weak overall. It's fascinating. As you mentioned that, you know how you, all your industry colleagues, you'll all know each other. Yes. And uh, Greg Davies, who was with us yesterday, is just laughing, saying that I just really put you on the spot with that question. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something that I learned uh, today that I didn't know yesterday. And that is Bank of, Ameri uh, of America is um, phasing out the name Merrill Lynch from some of their businesses. Uh, this is in a plan to basically rebrand the bulk of its wealth management businesses as Simply Merrill and the trademark uh, bull will remain in its logo. 
I'm not surprised. It's a long name. <laughs> it is. Um, and even the, the, the acronym they have, B-O-F-A, some people tend to mess it up. So it, it works either way. After this, uh, we talk to Melita Steele, who's from Greenpeace Africa.